This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also access at cortezcurrents.ca. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency recently released a survey that showed the number of marine species at risk within the Salish Sea doubled between 2002 and 2015. While the Discovery Islands were within this study area, the EPA list did not identify specific locations. So Cortez Currents asked Max Tyson, president of the Friends of Cortez Island, about the species at risk within our area. The Friends of Cortez Island have identified 33 species of risk that live on Cortez, either part-time or year-round. They've devoted specific pages on their website to 17 of these. The barn swallow, big-eared bat, blue dasher dragonfly, cutthroat trout, common nighthawk, great blue heron, harbor porpoises, northern goshawk, northern pygmy owl, Pacific sideband snail, silver-spotted skipper, scotty grouse, stellar sea lion, threaded vertigo, western screech owl, and western toad. Tyson said more in-depth studies of specific species is more time-consuming. We don't really have the resources as a society study this kind of thing. Last April, Fokai and the Hakai Institute partnered to organize a new citizen science sea star monitoring program on Cortez Island. During the summer, Fokai asked Cortez Island residents to submit photos of any great blue heron they saw. And on Heron Day, at September 25th, volunteers counted 15 great blue heron. In the course of our interview, Tyson mentioned another species Fokai is watching. We just started looking at forage fish, which are one of the foundations of them. This is a, a group of species that are critical to all the other life forms living around here. We just don't know very much about them. They're not commercially significant, at least directly. His thoughts about larger issues, like the rates that species are becoming at risk, largely arises from reviewing some of the scientific literature. What is the picture with species extinction? Well, let me begin by saying that I don't really know, but I'm interested because the species extinction rate serves as a really good indicator of what's happening on the planet, what sorts of impacts humans are having. The geologic record provides us with an overview of how often species went extinct in the past. Scientists fairly consistently come up with a rough estimate of our the current species extinction rate on planet Earth as being a hundred times greater than the normal extinction rate for planet Earth. Some species are doing better, but on the whole, we have a very high number of species that are currently at risk. Tyson did have some thoughts about the EPA study. Well, they say the disappearance of marine birds and marine mammals near the top of the food chain is particularly worrisome. They don't really explain why that's particularly worrisome. They're interested in watching the health of the southern resident killer whales because they're apex predators. A healthy population of southern resident killer whales indicates the health of the whole food web beneath them. So if they're doing well, then Sam are doing well herring are doing well, and prawns and shrimp are doing well, the river systems are doing well, and the ocean systems are doing well, and, 
and pollution is sort of under control. Southern resident killer whales act as a proxy of the health of the system. So what I think this report is saying when it says that the marine birds and mammals is particularly worrisome is that they indicate the health of the system. So they're not doing well. 34% of all birds and 43% of all mammals that use this ecosystem endangered or are candidates for status assessment. I looked at their definition for candidates and it says basically that they're threatened or endangered. Taysen said they're classified as candidates for species at risk because there's reason to suspect this may be the case, but scientists have not yet had the resources to verify this. It's a pretty serious indictment. It's a mass extinction event the scale of the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs, for instance, as one of the more well-known species extinction events. But it's still, for humans living a human timeline, really hard for us to notice. Why is this? There's a lot of different interesting human cognitive issues that get wrapped up in this. The human timeline thing has been described as uh, a shifting baseline's cognitive bias. We assume that the world that we got to know as we grew up sort of the, the baseline, that's like the normal, that's the expected and accepted sort of rate of species extinction or level of population. Tyson said that in effect, our expectations for what is normal appear to be going through a reset with every generation. Then no one generation ever notices that there's a big problem. And there's lots of other cognitive biases that prevent us from seeing what's going on, which is another reason why I think we need to rely on rigorous methodologies for assessing the situation. One thing that I've been really realizing lately is that we really get our sense of concern to a large extent from two places. One is our innate built-in evolutionarily programmed self-defense mechanism. That protects us from immediate threats that we observe with our senses and then our body almost takes over and creates a fight or flight response. So we're familiar with that. And the other one is more from what I thought for a long time was from our brains and our ability to take in information about whether something is a threat to us or not. So that would be our rational faculty. But what I've realized, maybe a little bit more so since the pandemic and watching our society react strongly to that threat, and then also continue to not react strong other, in my opinion, bigger threats, is that we get our sense of alarm, our alarm bells from our society. So if we're surrounded by people who don't think that the current mass extinction event is a problem, then we will tend also to not believe that that is a problem. And it will not trigger our concern or our alarm or our action. And I find that in myself, I'm reluctant to come out of the closet and say that 
I'm extremely concerned about the current mass extinction because I don't see or feel that concern from the people around me. And so it makes me like a little bit of an outsider. It makes me feel a little bit ostracized. My own self-inflicted ostracization. I'm not sure that entirely always comes from other people, but sometimes it does. It's interesting to observe that and recognize how that's going on and, and is a factor and, and that we have to work doubly hard against shifting baselines and socio-political inertia in society that keeps us from acknowledging the scientists. You've been listening to an interview with Max Tyson from the Friends of Cortez Island about the species at risk in our area. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.